0: Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real. I am your host Irene Coates and I am so glad to be back guys. I know it's been about three or four weeks since my last episode and let me tell you just how much I apologize for not um, being available to produce these episodes in these last past weeks. However, I am also excited about all the excitement that has taken place in my life in these weeks that you've not heard me. Um, I've just recently relocated and opened up a new salon and I mean, it has taken a lot of effort and time away from this podcast and I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for being patient and I miss you so much and I'm just so excited to be back today. And so... Um if you're not following me on on any of my social media platforms, you can follow me at um, IC underscore scissor hand on Instagram. That's IC underscore scissor hand and you can follow me at Irene Coates on Facebook and Twitter. okay? That's Irene Coates on Facebook and Twitter, my Gmail, I'm sorry, my email is irenecoats@gmail.com. at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with me. So now that I've wrapped up all this excitement with relocating and packing and moving things, I am so excited to be back to just talk with you guys and just share some information. And I can now give you my full attention. So. Let's get started with today's episode. Um, I just want to talk about a real issue that is going on in our society. An issue that we've overlooked, but it has become um, a major issue. And that topic is bullying and how it is killing our kids. And I chose to do this topic today because I've been seeing so much going on with this bullying things. Um, and mostly because a very good associate of mine just recently lost her son due to bullying, he committed suicide, and guys, I mean it still just touches my heart when I think about it. This little kid was um I think ten years old, and he committed suicide, and so we' see this a little more often than we we would like to see it, but this is a reoccurring, um, issue. And this is not an issue that any of us should wink at or turn a blind eye to because it can very well happen to any of our children. And I have four daughters, um, two being out of school and, and then two of them are, um, are still in school. And so I, I have to deal with, uh, possibly having um my kids bullied. And so I've actually dealt with it in the past. Um, to be honest with you, I've dealt with it with one of my kids. She was being bullied at school and I mean to the point she dreaded going to school. And of course me being a parent, I don't like it. I didn't like it and I took all the necessary measures to make sure that she would not have to go to school feeling intimidated or um, vex that about anything. So, you know, um, I do understand that there are, there are only so much that we can do, but, um, do what you can do, do everything that you can possibly do in your own power to make sure that your kid is protected at all times. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about how bullying affects our community. And when I say our community, I'm not just speaking about the black community. I'm talking about the community as a whole society. Um, If you are a parent um, or a guardian of a kid, it is affecting you. You are still a part of that community. And when I say community, I mean family. Okay. And um bullying has become a thorn in so many of our side. You know, we see bullying in many forms and on different platforms. We have to really, you know, call a spade a spade. You know, the old folks would say, call a devil by his name. And so we have to be able to be bold about this subject. You know, it can be very sensitive and it can also be controversial, but... We have to be able to speak about these things and make sure we call it out as we see it. We can't sugarcoat these things and we can't be biased on this topic. You know, we have to really put it on the forefront so we can nip it in the bud because it's not getting any better. You know, I mean, you you thought at one time that this was an issue that only happened it in, in school like school age school age kids usually deal with this but you find this bullying taking place on social media you see it on your work um on your job i'm sorry you see it you know happening on the school grounds you see it happening all over and on so many different uh, platforms you have social media bullying you have work-related bullying You know, some will call it sexual harassment or whatever you want to call it. You know, now you got the fat shaming and body shaming and name calling and physical bullying. You got so many things that are happening on a day-to-day basis, be it um, happening to an adult or happening to a kid. It is still happening. And you guys, we have to, I mean, we have to get serious about this deal. I mean, to... See so many of our kids losing their lives because they feel like it's better for them to be in the place of peace than to be on this side of eternity. You know, I mean, I can't imagine any parent having to deal with the loss of their kid. I I can't even imagine it. I mean, sometimes I just get alone and I think about Um, what life would be like if I didn't have my kids and it it, it sounds crazy, but it's the truth. I start crying because I'm really in my feelings and I'm really taking this thing seriously. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like, what happened if my kids are no longer with me? You know, can I even live after losing a child? I don't know. Only God knows that. But I can tell you just from experiencing the hurt of a loved one that's not even a kid of mine but even watching you know fellow friends or associate lose a kid and watching the pain and the grief and the sorrow and every kind of emotion you can think of just sitting back watching them endure that man it is painful to watch it is painful to watch And so I understand that the Bible said that we have to weep when our brothers and sisters weep and rejoice when they rejoice. And yo guys, I love rejoicing with my sisters and my brothers, but I definitely don't want to cry along with them at the cost of their kid taking their own life because some mean person wants to intimidate them. I don't want to have to watch it. I'm just sorry. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to have to deal with it because it's not a pretty thing to watch. It's not. And when you love someone, you carry that burden right along with them. And it's nothing you can say or do to really alleviate the pain. It's a process. They have to go through it. And some stay in the process longer than others. But some tend to learn how to cope with it. You know? And so... This bullying thing is something serious. It is something serious. So what is a bully? You know, what is a bully? A bully is someone that intentionally antagonizes another who perceived vulnerable. You understand? A bully is someone that intentionally antagonizes another who perceived vulnerable. So a bully is a person who assumes that another is vulnerable um, in whatever sense. So they're able to really pick on them. They're really, you know, manipulate them in different scenarios and situations. That's what a bully is. A bully is not somebody who's three uh, three to ten times bigger than an, another it's not someone who's just so humongous in mentality and and physical being. It, it, it that, that doesn't make you a bully. A bully is someone who has the the power to demonize another person by manipulating them and others around them. That's a bully. So in other words, if if I can manipulate a situation by creating a perception of another person and bringing other people in on it to help mastermind this, you know, me bullying another kid, it's like, I mean, it's crazy, but I mean, that's just kind of what it is. That's just what it is. I mean, if... If I can convince somebody else that, um, I'm just going to call a name. I don't know a name, but I'm just going to say Sue. If I can convince my peers, other peers around me that Sue is not that cute because I'm popular. And truly the bully is probably not as cute either. But because the bully is probably someone who's popular, they have the the power to... I'm sorry, manipulate another person's perception. So a bully is also a person who habitually seeks to harm or intimidate those whom they perceive as vulnerable. So the only way some. Well, I'm not going to say the only way, but one of the ways a person tends to bully another is. They have to see vulnerability. They have to see some type of open space where they think that they they, they feel like they can slide in to um, combat that person's emotions. That is what a bully is. And that's what a bully does. A bully is someone that it tries to intimidate um or antagonize another person who's perceived vulnerable. So it's not that it's not, it may not be that the individual who's being bullied, um, any of the things that the bully says that they are, it's just the, it's just the fact that they are more vulnerable than others. Right? Because if I stand up, if, if a bully comes to me and tries to, um, and antagonize me. If I speak up more than likely he's, he's, he or she is not going to continue to try to bully me because they know that they can't. They know that I am one who's verbal. I am one who's not afraid to defend myself. And so with that alone, It's enough to tell the bully, hey, no, I don't think I'm going to mess with her. Let me find someone else. So they tend to pick on the person who is not, um, verbal or someone who's not, um, afraid of, uh, or should I say they'll pick on someone who's afraid to defend themselves. Right. So, uh. You know, you have to just understand a bully so that we'll know how to identify uh, when someone is really being bullied or when someone is just, you know, um, I mean, you know, kids are just kids are really mean. And sometimes they'll say stuff and it's not necessarily in their minds bullying. So, bullying sometimes is a continual effect of intimidation, all right? But sometimes you can have a kid that may just call another student a name and that's just that. That's not necessarily bullying, but that is still a somewhat of a mean spirit. But at the end of the day, if that kid continues to... Um, Prov- try to provoke a kid or or intimidate a kid in any way then they may be considered a bully. They just very well might be considered a bully. So um we we have to understand that bullies are not made, right? They're not made I'm sorry bullies are made bullies are not born. That's what I wanted to say. I'm sorry. I just got a little sidetracked looking at something else. But bullies are, are 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 made. They're not born. And it happens at an early age. You know, if the normal uh, if the normal aggression of 2 years old isn't handled with consistency, 9 times out of 10, that kid is going to develop into being becoming a bully. So a lot of times when we have little kids, we see them doing certain things and we think it's cute. We find we laugh at it. Right. I mean, instead of correcting that kid. So if you see certain attributes of this kid at a young age, especially um, a a, a spirit of aggression at a a very young age, that needs to be nipped in the bud because it's going to grow into something else. A two-year-old is not gonna always be two. That two-year-old, that two-year-old will eventually become twenty-two years old. So, if you seeing bad behavior at a young age, we have to stop it, y'all. We can't laugh at it and say, "Oh, that's so cute." No, because it's no. It, after a while, it's no longer cute. Right? It's embarrassing. So we have to understand that bullies are made. They're not born. God don't make a mistake, right? So you, this kid or that or a or, or, or bully have to develop those behaviors, right? They have to develop those behaviors. And a lot of times those behaviors are developed because a lot of times they're lacking something inside the home. And you may say, okay, well, what could they be lacking that would cause them to be mean spirited to other kids? Well, not a, a lack of attention. A lack of attention. I mean, you can. That kid may have physical, emotional, and verbal abuse inside their home. You know, they may have. They may lack social skills amongst other kids. Um, it could be a, a number of things. It could be a number of things. I mean, they may watch their parents um, operate in the spirit of aggression and they don't because they are so young. They don't know how to identify with what is aggression and what is normal. They don't they don't know how to identify with those things. OK, so I just want to dig a little deeper into this subject. So I want to, of course, see what the statistics has to say about, you know, Bullying. Right. And according to the National City for Education Statistics and Bureau of Justice, they indicated that nationwide, 19 percent of students in grades nine through 12 report being bullied on school property. Wow. So what what am I saying? Right. Most of your bullying well, I'm gonna say a high percentage of your bullying tends to take place on school grounds. Why? Why is it that ninety percent of the students in grades—and that's just nine through twelve—that's not even considering um, primary school. Primary schools. That's. This is just strictly um, secondary, right? So if 19 percent of our secondary students are being bullied in the schools, then can you imagine what our primary schools are, Are what those numbers are? I can't imagine, but I'm pretty sure it's not a, a nice number, a nice percentage. I'm pretty sure. And so they also says that one in four kids are being bullied. On a day-to-day basis, one in four kids are being bullied. Do you see those numbers, man? So that means, to when I look at this, that means at least one person in each household is being bullied. That's serious. That is so serious. So we see bullying now is on the rise. Huh. I wonder why. I wonder why we're seeing more bullying. Could it be because, you know, and again, you know, we've heard growing up and we hear today that a lot of our our um, characteristics are developed. We're taught some of these things, some of these uh, behaviors. We taught these things, so we're now in the Trump era, and we find that a lot of people are more um, bold about being a bully. Now they are not addressing themselves as a bully, but they sure does have the bully attributes. There should, you know, they definitely want to show off their control. They want to show off their boldness. And so by any means necessary. They're you know. Having fun with bullying. So I was reading an article. Just recently. And this article was written by Tom Jacobs. Right. Um, his article states that. Um, that. New research um backs up um reports that the election of a of a bully inspired adolescent imitators. He said middle school students were 18% more likely to report being bullied in um in the community that they're living in um and and a lot of these communities are where high level high levels of Trump voters and supporters uh in this area let me make sure I'm stating it right he says middle school students were eighteen percent more likely to report being bullied and these students are in um Areas where voters supported Trump over Hillary Clinton—that is exactly what he says. So, the areas, the areas where Trump uh, supporters live, you find more bullying in those areas than you do in the areas where Hillary Clinton uh, supporters were. Hmm. Man, it's (laughs) it's funny. It's so funny. You know, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. But the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Right. So you only support what you are. You only support what you are and you support what you believe in. And so that says a lot about Trump's supporters. I mean, obviously, they resembles him because he has he's the epitome of a bully. I'm telling you, he is. And students in Trump territory were also 9% more likely to report having observed peers teased or put down because of their race or ethnicity. Okay. now this is still part of that article that um, Tom Jacobs wrote and he states again he states students in Trump territory were also nine percent more likely to report having observed peers teased or put down because of their race or ethnicity so it's one thing to be bullied because you're too short or you're too stocky or you're you know, you're, you're not wearing the latest shoes or your clothes are not that appealing or whatever the case may be, but to be bullied because of your skin color or your race or ethnicity, that's just, that's just overboard. That's just going a bit too far, but that's, this is the era that we're in. Okay. So we shouldn't act surprised. Okay. So I don't know why I am acting so surprised, like as if I didn't know this, but um this is just where we are right now in this society, and I'm hoping that this era will end really soon. Really, really soon, because it's just not something, it's not good. It's just it's just not good. It's not good. The climate is horrible. You know, it's almost like we're going back 50 years. But you know. We just have to do like the old folks say, just keep getting up, baby. Just keep getting up. All right. So, bullying has increased since Trump has been in office. Now, I am sure that some people are going to dispute this. And that's perfectly fine. I am only stating that. What I read. I am only stating the facts that were read in the article, okay, and also some of these facts that I am stating comes from a legitimate source, okay, a statistical database. So, um, before you dispute this, you know you may want to do your own research and see. So before I speak on something, I always try to get facts. And that is something so many people, people are lacking. They're lacking facts. Okay. And I seem to think that bullying has increased since Trump been in office. Yes, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's one thing for me to see this on the news or on television, but it's another thing to actually see it. In our communities. I mean we can name. Several. At least I can name several incidents. Where I've seen. You know. um, Situations where. Persons of authority. Were throwing their weight around. They were intimidating others. Because they felt like they could. They felt like they had. um, A system to back them up. Right. Um. Also he states that adult bullying has increased. Racial bullying has increased. Sexual bullying has increased. All these things, all this all these types of bullying has increased since Trump's since Trump's been in office. So that says a lot about our leadership. That says a lot about our leadership. And some people will again, dispute what I am saying, but this is not a debate. This is not a debate. These are just facts that I've gotten from legitimate resource. uh, I'm sorry, legitimate sources. And so again, I only speak the truth. I only try my best to speak facts. Okay. And we're talking about bullying. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of my listeners can relate to this subject. I'm sure. I mean, I've been bullied as a kid and I could speak for myself and my own experiences. I've been bullied as a kid. I remember so, so well. Um, I don't want to call this kid's name because, you know, God bless his soul. He is now deceased. But. Yes, I dreaded going to school because I dreaded having to see this guy. I dreaded having to face him and sit in a classroom with him because he picked me apart. He did everything in his power to intimidate me. And yes, I was afraid of him. Why was I afraid? I don't even know why I was afraid because I had siblings in the school with me. You know, I I mean, I I can't even tell you why I was afraid of him. And and to be honest, a lot of the times those persons who are being bullied, bullied is not necessarily afraid of that person. They just, they have other issues to deal with. They have other issues to deal with. I mean, you talking about someone, you know, not to say I came from a dysfunctional home, but I, you know, I had to go home and deal with other personal issues. Other personal issues. So that on top of me having to go to school, trying to find this place of, of refuge just to get away from my personal space. Only to go to school to this place I thought was a safe haven for me to be bullied. But. But. You know, I mean, that that is what's happening, y'all. And it's not the same as it was when I was in school. When I was in school, you know, after a while, it passed over because the bullets sometimes get tired picking on the same person. So they have to find somebody new, okay? They're not getting the same response that they had been getting when they first started picking on that individual. So they tend to move around, okay? Some kids can handle it. I was fortunate enough to handle it. Then there are other kids who are not me- that that doesn't have the mental capacity to handle situations like this. They just don't. And for me, I believe that I was fortunate enough to handle this situation because I grew up in a home with, uh, with siblings. I grew up in a home. Where I had to fight. I had to fight. I wrestled. I tussled. I played rough with my brothers. With my my cousins. You know. So I was built a little differently than how some of the kids are built today. You know. The kids today are a little more timid. In some sense. Not in every situation. But in some sense. They are a little more timid than we were back then. See, we would sit on the porch and play the dozen. I mean, so for you to talk about my mother, it wasn't nothing because my cousin just talked about her. Yeah, they talked about her jokingly, but, you know, we were used to that. We were used to playing the dozen, right? So, you know, now you can't play the dozen with the kids because now, you know, they take everything so seriously, you know, and I mean, some kids are a little more sensitive than others, and that's okay. That's that's perfectly fine. Right? So, we find that back then kids can go to school and and, and get bullied and go home. You know, they they're not feeling well. I mean, you know, they're glad, they, they are glad to go back home, you know, to get away from the bully. But in their mind, they're thinking, "Okay, I live I survived another day, okay? So now, let me see how I can um, restructure my day so I can try to get around having to face the bully. Now, kids, I mean, you have... We didn't have all the technology that our kids have today. See, we didn't have social media. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have... You know, phones where you can see the other person on the other side. We didn't have all this stuff, all right? All we had was our words. That's basically it. Right? And so now, because these kids have all these extra tools, we are now seeing a strong link between bullying and suicide. Yes. Suicide is the third leading cause of death among young people, resulting in about 4,400 deaths per year. And that's according to the CDC. Okay, suicide is the third leading cause of death among young people, resulting in 4,400 deaths per year, according to the CDC. That's a lot of deaths per year due to suicide. That's not including all these other issues that our young people are losing their lives behind. But to think that each year at least 4,400 young people are losing their lives because of suicide. Y'all, that's something serious to think about. And we have to treat this issue as if it was our kids. I mean, I mean, I I I do know of just in the church, I do know of two persons, young black men, who have committed suicide for whatever reason. I don't know if it was bullying, I don't know what the situation was. But suicide is suicide. It's serious. I mean for every suicide. Among young people. There are at least 100 suicide attempts. So for every. Successful suicide. Think about that. There are at least. 100 suicide attempts. That means somebody attempted to take their lives. But wasn't successful. They weren't successful. Y'all. I don't know about you. But it concerns me. It concerns me. It really does. Um, This is a nightmare. That we all need to wake up out of. We have to. Ask the right questions. We have to figure out. What can we do. Collectively. To minimize. The death of our children. Do you know. That. Each time. A young kid. Commits suicide. Do you know. That that is depleting our generations. That affects our generations. That doesn't just affect. That person that committed suicide. Now you have opened the door for a a spirit. That's a suicidal spirit that you've opened the door to. Now that spirit of suicide has attached itself. It has now attached itself to your family. To your generations. That's something to think about. Over 14% of high school students have considered suicide, and almost 7% have attempted it. See, this is too much blood on somebody's hand. This is too much blood. On somebody else's hands. It is. So what pleasure do. You get out of hurting somebody else. But I understand hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. So now the question is. That person that is being. That That person that is hurting whoever this person is that's hurting and wanting to hurt somebody else we have to be able to identify that person and we have to be bold enough and strong enough to show love to that individual the bible says that love covers a multitude of sins The word says that a kind word. Turns away wrath. That's what the word says. The word says. Where sin is. Grace much more abounds. So that means guys. That if you have. The godly capacity. To show compassion. To someone. Who's hurting your kid. Through bullying. Listen. I hope that you have the heart of God or enough courage to put aside your feelings toward the bully. Because I'm telling you, I understand that you don't want to be a bully's friend. You don't, especially if that bully is affecting your kid. You do not want to be their friend because you're feeling some type of way, and I get it. But we need some, 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 some more people who's bold and has enough love in their hearts to put away that anger, that bitterness toward that individual, and show them love instead. And I guarantee you, when you show that person some love and, you know, they re- if they're receiving the love, if it's genuine... Now you're able to tear down some walls. And once those walls come down, now you have a chance to talk to this individual. And I guarantee you guys that if you get a chance to talk to that person who's bullying somebody else, I guarantee you that, that I guarantee you they are in a dysfunctional home. More than likely, they are in a dysfunctional home. They are lacking some things inside their home. And so because they're lacking some things, they're taking their frustration and their anger out on somebody who's more vulnerable than they are. And so to keep themselves from becoming vulnerable, they build this wall of toughness, of anger, of frustration, and all these other um, mean characteristics. They build themselves up so that's just like a, a protection mechanism. They they do that to protect their own feelings. Right? So you know, I'm just I just felt the need to have this discussion today. I really did. I feel like, you know, we need to talk about this. These are serious subjects, guys. We have to you know, have conversation. Iron sharpens iron. I don't have all the answers. As a matter of fact, I have very few answers. But this is a serious topic and it's something that we need to have on a regular basis. Discuss this in your on your job if you can. Discuss it inside your home with your children. Discuss it at family gatherings. To discuss it just whenever you can. You have the opportunity to discuss it. We need to put the devil on the run. Oh, yeah. We need to put him on the run. Right? Because, you know, when you read some of these subjects, some of these uh, articles, and especially if you experienced it firsthand or have a kid who has experienced it firsthand, then your perception changes. Right? Your sensitivity to this subject changes. <laughs> right so bully victims are between two to nine times more likely to consider suicide so do you see the connection between bullying and suicide if victims are between two to nine times more likely to consider suicide than non-victims according to studies by Yale University now this is a study from Yale University, And they states that bully victims are between two to nine times more likely to consider suicide than non-victims, right? So those persons who are not being bullied, their chances of committing suicide are slim compared to those persons who are being uh, bullied. You know, so they're two two to nine times more likely to consider suicide. I mean, because most of them think that 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 is their escape. They can only escape the bully by killing themselves. Right? Now, a study in Britain found that at least half of suicides among young people are related to bullying. And 10 to 14-year-old girls... May be at an even higher risk of suicide i mean i I just shake my head because this is you know it's just real it's just really sad, you know when I think about my associate's son you know um, recently committed suicide. And this has been about three weeks ago, right? This kid was only 10, 10 years old. He hasn't even began to live. Like, it's a whole lot of stuff he his little mind hadn't even seen yet, hadn't even absorbed. It's a lot of stuff that he's missed out on. And what's so, you know, what's so frustrating You know, when you hear her testimonies and she posts all the time on on social media. um, And I remember this previous post. Yeah, I remember that post where she said that um, her kid was being bullied at school and she had gone up there to talk to administration, and they kind of took her through the loop, um, just kind of giving her the running around about um, just certain information and the fact that they weren't equipped to handle a situation like this. And so now you have a kid who's 10 years old, um, deceased because he could not stand being tormented any longer and now you have persons um who's supposed to be qualified to be in certain positions not uh capable of uh minimizing situations like this with with uh, bullying and so now the question is who who's really responsible? Is it the bully or is it the person that's in administration who's supposed to have certain necessary means to um, stop this? So I, I don't understand. But I mean, it's so frustrating. And it's so sad that, you know, you have to watch someone go through something like this. You know, it, it is so it saddens me. It saddens me and I, I don't know what else to do other than what I said. Like, I mean, are, are you those person we're voting for? Are they putting things in place to help with situations like this? Now, it's one thing to have to deal with the, the sorrow and the grief of losing that loved one. But then you got also the financial side of, of that person's death. You have so many other things that you have to deal with, you know, when it comes to, uh, suicide, right? Because again, you know, if you have insurance policies on that loved one, on that kid, if that kid commits suicide, then the insurance policy is non void You can't use it. So now you have to think about, okay, where am I going to get the money to bury my kid? So this situation is a domino effect. It's not just enough for you to um, lose your kid, but you have all these other issues that's piling up on top of the loss of your child. So, you know, we have to put things in place. You know, we have to be more compassionate. We have to, you know, have enough love in our heart to see past pointing the fingers Point our fingers at other people, but yet we do have to hold certain people accountable. Don't get me wrong. We have to hold them accountable. But also, we have to do our part, you know, as parents, as friends, and whatever you want to call it. We still have to do our part because we can't afford to lose another kid to suicide due to bullying. We just can't. So, guys, um I know that this is a touchy subject and I know it's real sensitive to some it's sensitive to me but at the end of the day we have to have these conversations we have to talk about it because we're seeing it on social media on the regular we're seeing it in the news on the regular and so we can't become desensitized to subjects like this okay so I this concludes this episode This concludes this episode. Um, I hope it was an interesting episode. I hope that it sparked your um, alertness to want to be more hands-on with your kids. To be more hands-on in the schools. To, you know, just make yourself present when necessary. So that we can be that mediator for not just our children, but for someone else's child. We can be that person of contact. Because sometimes... Even the bully needs someone to talk to. Sometimes the bully needs someone to just hug him or her. Because nine times out of ten, they are living living in a dysfunctional home. They have some, some issues going on in their life. Right? But they just may not have anyone to talk to. So, again, hurt people hurt people. So they're taking their frustration out on the most vulnerable person, right? So we need to pray for everybody. We need to, you know, we all need each other. You know, the old folks would say it takes a village to raise a kid. Yes, it takes a village to raise a kid. It does. And so let's be that village. Let's be that village. Let's be that person that extends our hand of grace. Okay. We all need it. And so... Thank you so much, guys, for listening and tuning in to this episode. I know you guys haven't heard from me in such a long time, and yet I come back talking about suicide and bullying. Yes. Wow. What an episode. But it's okay. We have to have these conversations. And so I am going to sign off on that note. And thank you so very much, guys, for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. Share the podcast with your friends and your family members. Um, if you want to reach out to me, you can contact me at IreneCoates at gmail.com. That's my first and last name at gmail.com. You can also uh, hit me up at IC underscore scissor hand. That's my Instagram page or Facebook and Twitter at Irene Coates. I will be uploading a new instagram page um that is specifically designed for communication um in reference to the podcast so if you have any concerns any suggestions any comments that you want to give any feedback that you want to give um, concerning the podcast this will be the platform for us to do that on And so if you have any ideas, I'm always open to new topics. I'm always open to new ideas. And so um, any good feedback, I would love, love to hear from you guys. Again, thank you for tuning in. Um, It's always a pleasure to come and chat with you guys. Uh, Again, appreciate you so much for being patient. And hopefully I am back on track. And so, the goal is to upload a new episode once a week. And so, I know I fell off and I had legitimate reasons, but I plan to get on track and, um, and stay there. So, you guys enjoy your week. Have a full and fruitful week. Until the next time, let's be real.